to all visitors from across the universe. You are listening to Across the Universe, the Chicks with Accent podcast. Tere, I'm Getter, I block at Meta Ray, and I'm from Estonia, and I will be your host for this merry episode. Joining me today are, as always, my fellow chicks with accents. They are Sofia, who blogs at Returning Videotapes from Portugal. Hola. And Nick, who blogs at Being Norma Jean from India. Namaste. So our main discussion today is about holiday Christmas romance. Uh, but first, we'll have a quick chat about movies or shows we plan to see before this awful 2020 ends. Uh, but right after this trailer from a fellow member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. You are about to witness history in the making. Hi there, this is Todd from Forgotten Films, and if you spend all your time watching new releases, then you need to broaden your movie horizons. And a great way to do that is by joining me for the Forgotten Filmcast. We don't talk about the new releases, we don't even talk about the classics. We talk about the movies that time forgot. On each episode, I'm joined by another film blogger to discuss a film that may or may not be worth rediscovering. So look for the Forgotten Filmcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and wherever you find great podcasts. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. Or, as they say in Estonia, Hey, Jule! Hope you are all doing well and are stuffed with delicious food. I know there are still some days left until the end of the year, uh, a year which we are all probably trying to forget as soon as possible, but hopefully not the movies and TV shows we saw. So. Before we get to our main discussion, um, I want to know from uh, my girls uh, which movies and TV shows they will want to watch before this year ends. And what do you want to cross off your list, Sophia? Well, I actually have decided a year later than I should have to do like a decade best movie list. Yeah. So basically, I'm trying to watch a lot of movies that came out uh before this year so in the in the past decade between 2020 and um 2010 and 2019 so two movies i mean there's a lot like there's like 30 that i still want to see but two of them um are portuguese so i'd actually you know take this opportunity to talk, tell you about them one of them you probably know because it was pretty famous i got a bunch of awards it was uh, miguel gomes tabu uh, this black and white with a crocodile. Yeah. 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 Everyone knows that one. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's so shameful. I know. I know. It's so bad. I'm like the one Portuguese here, but I haven't seen it. And then the other one actually came out in 2019. And while Taboo is kind of like, you know, more intellectual, it seems. You know what I mean? You know, black and white. Yeah. Very independent vibe, grainy stuff, you know, more artsy. Um, this one, which is called Erdad, which in English they translated to the domain, um, it seems more entertaining. It seems like more of a drama film. So I, I think that's probably one that even non-film people, excuse the snobbery, uh, will adore. <laughs> so I'm very uh, eager to watch that. He was a huge success here. So that's pretty much the one, the two movies that I really want to see before the end of the year. But my list has like 30 plus films. Oh, um, you don't yeah, that I still left. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, it's not going to happen before yeah. the end of the year. I want to watch these in 2020, mm -hmm. but I know that the list will, pre will be up like probably in January. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a year, so what's one more month, right? <laughs> And depending on who you ask, you know, the decade hasn't been, you know, over yet. That's true. That's <laughs> so. true. That, that is the excuse I will be using. <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually heard of your movies, but uh, to be fair, I'm sometimes very blind to uh, European movies. 
I do tend mm-hmm. to do them only during the festival we have. Like this year, I was so proud of myself. I saw so many, well, so many, I can count them on one hand, but still, I saw a lot <laughs> <laughs> from like, foreign movies, which is uh, always nice. But uh, Nick, how about you? What are you trying to uh, watch? I know you had like a challenge already. Yeah, I'm, I think three movies away. I'm watching a really shitty Bollywood movie right now. So that's going to count. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I haven't decided what the other two will be. Probably like at least one will be a Christmas film. But I haven't decided. What I am looking forward to, which is like a tradition um, that I watch every year, is the. I mean, I know technically we were supposed to not do 2020 things, but this is a tradition. It's the big fat quiz of the year. Oh, yeah. It comes out every year. And I think this year's will come out on 26th December. So I am definitely looking forward to that. I don't think TV show-wise, nothing as such. I mean, I'm going to watch the small act movie TV things. But again, those are 2020. Uh, but the one thing that I'm definitely looking forward to is the big fat quiz of the year. Mm. It's so much fun. I I remember I remember I watched it before I started working for uh the media and I knew very little and uh, last year I had already worked for like half a year and I knew a lot more so I feel like this year um there's a lot of lot of uh, uh questions that I know the answer which is a lot more fun I think. Yeah. I don't even care about that. I just it's the, com- <laughs> the comedy that's what I look forward to it's funny when you know the answer before um the actual answer when they offer up the explanation but yeah, yeah. I've, I've been watching it for like i'm gonna say like six five six years at least if not more and uh yeah so obviously there's a lot that i don't know so it's always been like it, but it's been like progressively like every year that i have known more hmm. um so let's see what 2020. There better be a question on BTS. It'd be really stupid if there isn't. Yeah. But for me, yeah. Uh, for me, I don't. Especially after the um, the horrible Christmas movies, I want to <laughs> watch something good. Yeah. Uh, so I will probably just rewatch uh, Home for Christmas, which is the Norwegian uh, holiday show, and then watch its first season which already is out on Netflix. It's just going to be like a cozy thing to watch uh, after all those Hallmark and Lifetime movies. And then I hope, it depends on how, I will figure something out. I do hope that I do see Wonder Woman 84 this year before Mm -hmm. it's over. Uh, I don't know if I will go to the cinema because the situation is not good here, so I don't want to risk it. But but I do want to uh, figure out. Maybe maybe I'll buy it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, those are like the two main things. I want to watch something good. I don't want to watch like I know I, have, <laughs> I know I have like yeah. two uh, Chadwick Boseman movies I want to watch, but I don't want to cry, so I don't want to watch them right now. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> so. Wow. Um, I'll probably leave them to 2021, but, but yeah. I know I'm going to be watching like a really, really bad Indian movie on Christmas because I promised <laughs> my friend. Um, but there's also going to be Wonder Woman, hopefully, as well as I think Promising Young Woman will come out around that time. It looks promising. I've heard good things about the movie, though. So, yeah. Probably. Yeah. So yeah, uh, not a lot of 2020 left. Thank God it's over. Yeah, uh, We will have probably uh, a bitter start to 2021 too, but it's not going to be as bad as this one. And we're going to end it really well. We're going to end it with something really joyous right after this a little um, musical track. This will be an everlasting love. This will be the one I've waited Discussion. 
Today we have a very cozy and jolly episode planned. We're discussing three Christmassy movies, romance movies, movies where there's romance and Christmas and all the good stuff. Um, since I've been scarred from Christmas movies as I watched many <laughs> of them in December, our picks are less horrible, I would say. At least, at least I feel so. I actually rewatched all of them, so I'm happy. But I did also realize that all our picks have different degree of Christmas in the movie. Some have mm. less than others, while others have a bit more. So we will get merrier and merrier by the end of this episode. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> buckle up! Uh, first up, <laughs> we have Sophia and her pick for this cozy holiday romance-like movie with tiny bit of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have a lot of Christmas in it. I realize that, <laughs> but it does. It does. It is set around Christmas, and they do go through Christmas, so it counts. Um, and my my pick is the classic. I mean, by now it's a classic, right? Um, about a boy, two thousand and two movie, uh, directed by you know a pair of directors that I have never heard of, which is. Chris Weitz and Paul Weitz, I suppose they're brothers or something. Um, and as everyone on earth probably knows, it starts Hugh Grant and Nicholas Holt when he was really tiny and also Tony Collette and Rach Weisz. And it has like a very interesting cast for the time. And it's um, a British production, I'd say. And and when I was uh, when I was thinking of like, uh, how will I describe this movie, the synopsis, whatever, I realized that it's actually a bit more complicated than I thought because the the way it goes until the two main characters, uh, Will and Marcus, meet is actually, you know, kind of a fun thing. Anyway, it's a long road. So let's start. Uh, basically, if you don't know or if you don't remember, because this is almost 20 years old and time flies by like, wow, can't believe, <laughs> can't believe this movie is 18 years old. Um, Will, played by Hugh Grant, is kind of a bachelor. He's 38 and he has never worked a day in his life because he lives off of the royalties of a Christmas song that his father wrote. So he's rich enough. And um, he's just enjoying being a single man in London, I think. Um, it's never quite clear. And he basically, you know, he likes to date a lot of women. And he's very cringe at first, but he does realize his cringeness. He realizes what an asshole he is throughout the film. So that's kind of a redeeming thing because I think... I don't know if you had, we'll talk about that, but I don't know if you had that experience, but watching this film as it starts, I'm like, ooh, this doesn't feel like it would be made today. <laughs> you know, because he really is an idiot, right? And he says a lot of uncomfortable things, a lot of idiot things, but the movie itself recognizes that he's an asshole. And so even though he's our main character in the beginning, he does say really assholey things. Um, so in his old hassle-ness-ness, I don't know, he realizes that, <laughs> he realizes that, uh, single mothers are particularly susceptible to be seduced. Uh, basically they're easy. So he go, pretends he has a child and goes to like this parent group thing, single parents meetings, and he meets a woman and so he goes on a date with her and she brings not only her son but also a friend's son Marcus played by Nicholas Holt and that's how they meet hmm. so his mother Tony Collette right she has a lot of issues again this movie is not like it has a bit of an uncomfortable humor at times but it's very it's <laughs> because at some point I used to find this hilarious now I think I'm a bit more sensitive we all are but you know how, you know, it's funny when she cries and she's depressed. Oh. Like that's, <laughs> that's the kind. That's too yeah, yeah. At home though. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I mean, in the film, it is objectively like hilarious when she's trying to make breakfast for Marcus. 
<laughs> and she keeps crying over every like little difficulty. But, you know, again, it has that bit of, uh, I, I don't even know how to say it, like a bit of a in, politically incorrect humor, but it does actually bring mental illness to the forefront of a movie that is, you know, a family movie, a Christmas movie, a big, it was a big movie and it still is. Um, so that's, the, so that's interesting. And it does provide a few very dramatic, um, scenes with his mother. Um, also some very hilarious scenes, but you know, <laughs> and so it has, for me, it's a movie that I, I haven't seen in a while, but it's, it's one of those that I know by heart, you know, those movies that you just, you know, every scene, you know, what's coming, you know, what they're going to say. Um, oh yeah. At some point he does meet Rachel Weiss, like, I, I don't know, probably two thirds into the film. Um, and they hit it off and that's kind of the romance, but it really is about the bromance between Will and Marcus, that strange relationship between a 38 year old and a 12 year old or however Mark, old Marcus is. And, um, yeah, and it's just, it's a really weird film if you think about it, but it's very endearing because it deals with things that are very real and very, um, you know, obviously they're exaggerated in some in some places here, but you know, his bullying at school and um, us feeling a bit inadequate and then his mother being depressed, obviously she's like clinically depressed. It's like a very yeah. severe form, but everyone has cried and that stupid things. Um, and sometimes minor inconveniences seem like the end of the world, mm. but um, yeah. But I think, you know, all in all, it's a movie that has all these, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. If you really, if you really look at it, it's a movie that has a lot. But at the end, it's just, it's really funny. It has that very British humor, yeah. um, and it has great performances. You know, uh, um, Hugh Grant does his usual awkward thing, um, and Tony, yeah, Tony Collette is brilliant. Albay <laughs> a bit. Uh, exaggerated at times but I think that was for comic mm -hmm. relief um, and there's something that I kept thinking about you Getter watching this movie because there's a lot of voiceover um, and you tend to not like that that is true <laughs> uh, I did rewatch it I don't know if it's nostalgia um, mm. but in this case I kind of feel like it makes more sense I think part of it is because it's based on a book I think yes so yes. the narration kind of, uh, is not useless but it's more helpful because it doesn't I don't know um, even, yeah, it, even it, my pick has like a little bit of narration in the beginning and in the end but it doesn't mm -hmm. bother me uh, but but yeah, it's also two different people who narrate it, so that's different. Uh, it kind of yeah, helps two, to two uh, yeah separate the story as well. Like you have like one mm -hmm. part narrated by Hugh Grant's character and the other by Nicholas Holt character. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. It, if it does bother me in some ways, it's the awkward singing scene in the end. I cannot watch that without not watching it. I have to. I had to read. Like I had to forward the part where he starts like singing. Um, uh, Hugh Grant cool. playing. I don't like. It's so awkward for me. I don't like it. Yeah, it's very. The whole movie is filled with very awkward. <laughs> very awkward movie. Secondhand embarrassment, I would call it. Uh that's very embarrassing. Yeah. Hmm. But I. I. I like that. I like that it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I like that. I like that scene, especially you know it, the other one. It's when Marcus is singing with his mother um, after their date, Will and his mother's date. You know when she's at the piano, she starts singing the same song, and then he joins her. Oh, when they're that is like when they close their eyes. Oh God, that is no. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, but I, but in that moment, you're feeling like Will's um, embarrassment. But yeah, I, I think it's because, you know, the, the narration is, is very woven in woven, whatever, into the scenes, you know, it's almost constant. It's not like, and it's describing like the, 
the feelings and thoughts in the, very much in the moment. So I think uh, you kind of, it's used in an interesting way. It's not that typical, you know, start of a chapter, character narrates where she is and what she's doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I want right. to know if, if Nick has seen it lately or? No, not lately. I saw it many, 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 But I remember really loving it. I mean, I watched it and I still love it. I don't... Yeah. It has good memories. I remember this singing scene. It was really nice. I don't <laughs> remember. I mean, now that you're talking about it, um, I didn't, didn't remember the Tony Collette support. I just remember the main friendship. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, it sounds so nice. But I, mean, I, I get what you mean, though. Like, I mean, at least it's it's good if it's talking about mental health in a in an open way. Yeah, um, very. Yeah, even I, rem- I remember. I remember the whole like no man's on island thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, my, like, <laughs> that's my brightest memory. That and like Nic- like Nicholas Holt like singing, rapping. Those two are the things that like, stand out. That's, that's the cutest scene, but like it's yeah. a little weird. I did not remember that Rachel Weiss is in it. I, I, when I saw her, I immediately knew. I was like, oh my god, it's yeah, that's that's her. And I remembered she has a like weird son and everything. But, but before <laughs> I started watching it, I didn't remember like some of the things, which is weird. Um, because it's it's not it's a big part, but I still, Hugh Grant and Nicholas Holt are like the heart of this movie. So yeah. if if you spend so many years not watching it, it's not even so. Like you said, when we when you pick the movie, it's not a romance; it's a bromance movie, and mm-hmm. uh, that's yeah. just what, what what makes it fun. Because it's I I there are not a lot of movies like that. Oh, the best scene mm-hmm. was the scene that I completely forgot but laughed so much was when she accuses him of being you know why is a kid oh. at your place for so long and then. Uh, later on he was like okay i won't let him in why <laughs> what's wrong <laughs> i know tony collette's character had the best lines yeah she was i like when she, when he goes to her <laughs> and she's like whatever you say you can say in front of them which was like the friends in the group yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, well don't try to kill yourself again <laughs> uh, that's, that's part of like the british humor they can be the darkest yeah. situation uh, but they exactly. can make it a little lighter. And I think part of the reason the narration works is because narration also delivers the jokes. It's like the punchline happens on the screen, but like the setup <laughs> happens in narration. So it works. But but yeah, it's it's a cute one. Not a lot of Christmas, but I think the, since it's very connected to a Christmas song. Uh, yeah, and they do have Christmas, have you know, it, the exchange yeah. gift. But yeah, that's pretty much all the extent. It, it doesn't have a Christmas feeling to it. Yeah, but it has. Say. But it has the foundation of what Christmas movies are usually about, which which is family. So yeah, coming from exactly. coming from like a family where the dad made a Christmas song, uh, he is all alone in the beginning. So it kind of like the represents um, finding family or so for for the holidays. Yeah. Very true. And this, he is this year manager. for a lot of people being alone is going to be part of mm. the holidays. So a lot of people don't get home and and it's sad. It's true. Yeah. By the way, the filmmakers, um, Paul White made Mozart in the Jungle and Chris White directed New Moon as well. Oh no. <laughs> Twilight movie? Yeah. <laughs> And he also directed Golden Compass, and he wrote uh, Cinderella, and he co-wrote Rogue One. So, wow, that's a yeah, all over the place yep. kind of resume. <laughs> it is. Fun. All right. Yeah, that's good. I'm really glad I watched it. Uh, it was a nice change of pace for my other Christmas movies. Mm. Uh, 
All right. So, uh, Nick, yeah, uh, I, I love your pick. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Let's let's hear about it. Okay. Uh, so my pick is uh, "You've Got Mail" from 1998, directed by Nora Ephron, starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan and a bunch of other people, and it's based on this Hungarian play called Perfumery and which has also been adapted as obviously like the shop around corner I actually didn't know it was based on a play I thought it was a remake of shop around corner because that's what I've always thought of it as somehow in my life I feel like I've watched all the the good rom-coms um but I don't know why I had just not I don't know who, I don't know why I convinced myself that I would not like this. So I just never watched it. Um, hmm. And I finally did watch it for this episode. And it was adorable. Yeah! Okay. Of course it is. <laughs> okay, so the story is that Meg Ryan's uh, character, Kathleen, she owns this children's bookstore that her mom had started. It's called The Shop Around Corner, obviously. Uh, referencing the older movie and um, Tom Hanks is this huge uh, like a like a franchise book person mm-hmm. called Joe Fox and he is opening a book his a bookstore a Fox bookstore is opening near the shop around the corner so they have like this business conflict but at the same time both of them are in relationships she's dating a reporter uh, played by Greg Kinnear and he's dating I think like a book editor or book publisher played by Parker Posey and uh, they also have been un- not knowing who like who the actual person is they've been like uh, emailing each other they found each other on like an over 30 staff room this is like 1998 <laughs> So, um, yeah. an over, uh, over 30 chat room and they have just been like corresponding and they both like really like each other online. But like when they actually meet each other in real life, they're obviously like sort of business rivals. So they don't like each other so much in real life, but they mm-hmm. really like each other online. Um, and I have to, I don't remember how, I mean, I think it's been at least again i think it's been like five years or so since i watched shop around the corner so i don't 100 percent remember obviously like uh that movie had james stewart and margaret Sullivan. so i actually i wish i kind of wish i had like had time to rewatch that one as well mm-hmm. um but this one it just it i really think it like it perfectly like modernized itself for the time um with and it's really i mean it's cute with all the all the 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 dial up internet and like random chatting and stuff it's very it's it's very interesting it's also what i also liked about it is that this is the kind of movie that i first started watching like when i was like a teenager like this is, these are the kind of movies that were like my foray into like obviously like I grew up like as a kid I watched movies that my fa- mostly my father would watch so it was like a lot of Jim Carrey movies a lot of action movies then it was like Harry Potter and you know and then like this was sort of like a, like then I watched a ton of like rom-coms as a mm-hmm. young teen so this was very much like this it's really it was very nostalgic for me because this is the kind of like idea that I used to have of New York like it looked like how I used to think of like New York and romance and fall and Christmas as um so it was just like it was very charming in that way uh, mm-hmm. and uh obviously like I thought like I mean I love I love Sleepless in Seattle I don't know that's why again I don't know why mm-hmm. I have not rewatched this uh, but like both of them, both Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are like so very, very extremely charming. And also like, it's also like very well written, like the stuff that they say, the way they talk to each other, mm-hmm. the kind of like conflicts they have. It's very delightful overall, like the family stuff, the friend stuff, 
the romance, like the breakup that Meg Ryan has is the like the cutest, nicest breakup I've ever seen. Um, so you know, it just it was it just felt like like a very warm film, the kind of film that I used to really super duper enjoy watching all the time as a teenager. And I don't know how, like I feel like I I just I don't understand how I've like missed out on this. <laughs> But it was, it was really nice. I really, really thought it was very, very cute. Although I wish the ending was a little longer. I thought the ending was very quickly resolved. I wish it had mm-hmm. gone on for like a little bit longer. Because there was like, he did, he does, I mean, spoiler alert for people like me who hadn't seen it until now. But he does kind of like destroy her business. So I feel like a little bit more shock on her side would have been nice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's like my only bone to pick with this whole film. Mm. Like, uh, and and also okay. the music, like it starts with dreams from cranberries and it ends mm-hmm. with like uh, somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, so cute. I'm so <laughs> surprised you hadn't seen it because it's I like. Know, it's- I- I feel like I don't know where I must have read it or someone told me and I don't know why I just convinced myself that it's not good because to I mean honestly I've rewatched Notting Hill and I'm not like that that much <gasps> so I it's not it's not as good as the others it's not as good as Four Weddings and a Funeral or Pretty Woman mm. or When I Am a Tally or oh, Pretty Woman so um I just like I don't know why in my head I just convinced myself that I won't mm. like it that much, and I was clearly very wrong. I really yeah. loved it. Very very sweet. I, I watched I watched it t- this morning, and I was just thinking how how current this movie is, despite the fact that it was made like almost thirty years ago. Okay, not that much, but almost yeah, thirty years. Yeah, Well, yeah. this year lasted for five years, so almost thirty. Yeah. and it's still we still have the same conversations about like big now it's not a big bookstore but it's amazon that's killing small independent bookstores uh so it's just it's it's it it hit home i feel like because it's still happening now but um i actually understand why she wasn't mad at him for take basically destroying her business i think um, one of the things when she was the Christmas in a moment, uh, she was there and I could feel like she was uh, at least happy that children still had books. No, like, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, I wish it was just like a little, it was a little bit. That's just like my only thing. But it's, it's, not, it's not his fault. It's the yeah, no, not nobody's it was, fault. It's just business, I guess. But yeah. yeah. But I understand, mm. yeah, that, that, but I like the movie because there's not a lot of actual conflict. Like there's not like the typical romance movie cliche moment where yeah. she's like, you yeah. lied to me. And then we have to spend like 20 <laughs> minutes waiting for them to get together. Like at least there's not. Classic rom-com. You have that big like romantic confession at the end. And yeah. like, you know, things just like work out. I also just, speaking of books, like again, like I, 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 have like so many it's like to be fair it's more of like the fox bookstores but i have so many memories of like going like the kind of those kind of bookstores that were in india and mm. i would go and i would spend so much time and i would like look forward to going to the bookstores and that's like that's i mean i don't know if it's with you i feel like it's like a very it's kind of like the dream meet cute thing right doesn't everyone yeah. want to meet a cute person in a bookstore ooh, like ooh, ooh, ooh. that reminds me have you guys seen dash and lily no yeah no. That, that's literally what it is it's a meet yeah. cute in a bookstore but that is, that's in the a dream. but that, that's like the dream right although like i love the fact that like i mean not i i was also thinking about how like you sort of subverted that mm. but yeah like it was just so cute like the book I used to I used to uh, puzzle in bookstores with my grandma my grandma was reading like newspapers and I found like puzzles in the in the uh, shelves and then puzzled 
I know, like it's under. Yeah, that was my That's particular memory. So, Sophia, you've seen it as well, right? Yes, um, I didn't rewatch it, but I've I've seen it recently enough, and I've seen it m- more than once. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. It's just so wholesome. <laughs> it's really that very very cute, um, happy movie, and it, it's just I don't know. I don't like I don't like to say this like oh they don't make movies like this anymore. Mm. Like that's such an easy thing to say, right? But I do feel like that was a you know, the 90s and maybe early 2000s. It was a time, and we've talked about this, um, mm. about romantic comedy specifically. It it's just seemed like it was easy to believe yeah. at that time. Maybe audiences bought um, into this. And now this genre is either, you know, really laced with sarcasm and very much like a reality check at mm. every um, cliche, you know? Hmm. or it's reserved for like hallmark um or it's basically a physical comedy ridiculousness all smashed yeah netflix movie yeah it's never just you know really cute and wholesome people finding love (laughs) um with you know all the i love that they didn't like each other you know in when they in and not in the beginning but like in real life as opposed to the internet Mm. um you know because they seem like it's kind of it plays a a nice little game there um and then i think that these it's been a while since we've had like really charismatic actors like i was just watching the other day um eddie murphy's for the first time i watched uh, a prince in new york or something like that coming to, america? coming to america yeah he's the he's the he's the prince in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in like yeah i, I translated the, the title sorry <laughs> yeah i watched it for the first time i had never seen it uh like two days ago yeah and i was thinking and i was thinking the same thing about this movie where you know there were all these big stars right. of that just everyone loved like no one doesn't like Meg Ryan Tom Hanks and Eddie Murphy like they're Mm. just so lovable so and they made like really fun easy to watch um and 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 really you know entertaining and smart movies like that Eddie Murphy movie I liked that a lot yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and um and and this one is the same thing I just I love Meg Ryan she had she has such a great presence on screen. Oh. You were talking about Sleepless in Seattle. She and yeah. Tom Hanks made such a cute, like perfect couple. It's just like it's a, impossible. Like a, like a normal couple. Like Tom Hanks is in like movie stars. Yeah, yeah, even even she, right? Yeah. Even she isn't. She's obviously yeah. br- very pretty, but she's yeah. very you know normal. You you feel. Yeah. Like and um, I just ah, oh, I love it. I and Greg Kinnear. That's a Natter that kind of disappeared. I don't. He does like. I don't know where he went. Doesn't he do a yeah. lot of TV now? Or am I wrong? I think so too. I yeah. remember you know like like the last <laughs> the last rom com I really loved. But yeah, like I mean, they were she's not a big star, but which was we talked about it was set it up because I thought Zoe Dutch had like a lot of charisma, but she's obviously not a big star. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's kind of reserved like the good comedies today. Yes, are kind of like smaller movies. Um, like not not those big Hollywood productions anymore. Um, but yeah, and I do know what you said, uh, Getter. I understand that it wasn't there wasn't that unnecessary conflict, yeah. like two thirds into the movie. Yeah, even like, even it. even the breakup was so amicable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was very really exactly. grown up. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it made so much sense, even when like they were having that when they all met when the two couples meet in 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 the yeah. party uh yeah. even mm-hmm. then you can, you can sense that there's like they're very i don't know they don't they don't feel like they're trying to push something some narrative that isn't believable which i feel like a lot of movies these days do yeah especially after this hallmark thing i i just there's so many <laughs> clichés that i just i i'm amazed how they're still writing the same thing 
it's like copy paste from another page and i i just was um reading uh it's one of my plugs there's a um nancy myers week happening in um in vulture yeah in vulture and i was just reading first of all the drama that the daughter caused but that was just funny but also i was reading the reviews and i was thinking my god i miss nancy myers like her movies were like they were they had so many elements that were her but at the same time the movies didn't have those i don't know the empty storytelling moments but yeah. it was very stylized that's fine but like they still had so much heart and, and personality and it's i liked the last film the one with was it with reese with the school uh wasn't that the daughter the daughter made home 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 one? Oh, i thought she made it okay <sighs> i think the last one was the internship wasn't it oh i love the it was so nice. It was surprisingly so nice. It was okay. Yeah, the intern was the last one Nancy Myers wrote. She did the Father of the Bride third ish, what was like the short one. I think the daughter made the uh, Reese Wither. Was it that the three young guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was okay. It was decent. It wasn't the best, but it was fine. It was. Uh, I think I have better memories of it now than I did while. How one very very good looking guy that could have Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's sad that even even the vulture piece kind of like addresses the fact that romance movies are dead basically, like the nineties mm-hmm. and 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 the the first OOs or so. But uh, as you said, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks were the '90s poster, like feel-good actors. Like even Taylor and Hooch or whatever. Like whatever Tom Hanks was in, it was just like good, big, and yeah. all those movies. Like oh, so good. And that brings me to my movie, which I feel like also features a lot of actors. Not, not a lot, but they're like two of them, at least for me. Uh, the first one is definitely Sandra Bullock, who was also the 90s feel-good woman. And my movie, of course, is the 1995 While You Were Sleeping. Now, I watched it again. After I watched it, I think in the beginning of November or something, I've seen it twice now at the, at the second half of 2020. Uh, I will never get uh, tired of this movie. This is basically like me. I just don't have a cat yet. And <laughs> I don't have a similar job. But it's just, I feel like essentially Sandra Bullock in this movie is so close to home. You guys have seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. So, <laughs> um. I mean, if if I'd ever like go through the hassle of tracing back to the like the beginnings of my movie watching and especially romance movies, uh, while you were sleeping was probably the start of my fascination about fake relationships. This is where it began. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is where it all started. If if you don't know, I love fake relationships in anything: books, movies, life celebrity fake relationships love them there's so many <laughs> probably i love them all um it's just a very wonderful and different kind of trope to explore and i feel like movies should do it more often um and while you were sleeping does it brilliantly because the other dude never kind of like interrupts this fake relationship there's only one person <laughs> in this fake relationship the other one is sleeping um so this one all starts at christmas day so it's a very christmasy movie you got mail has christmas i think it passes uh the christmas season and everything this one starts at christmas and sandra bullock's character lucy is working in the strange station she has accepted a shift because everybody else has christmas plans and she she doesn't and she doesn't have a family she just has a cat and a lovely tree and I don't know if they do this. I have no idea if if it's still a thing. I think it's all electronical now. But they have like people who were taking tokens, 
and letting people on the train platform, I guess. So there had to be a person accepting the tokens during Christmas. And our main, sort of main guy, um, played by Peter Callagher. And the dude's name is Peter Callahan. So I don't know if, it, if this was on purpose or by accident, but I almost, when I looked at the actor's name, I was thinking, that can't be right, right? But it's basically the same dude. Um, so he comes <laughs> and has been in love with him from a distance for like months. And uh, he says, Merry Christmas. And she's like, oh, it doesn't say anything. But she's so shocked, which is like me every time somebody talks to me. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Um, so the movie begins at like a struggle on the train platform where like these teenagers or something push Peter onto the tracks and she jumps after him and then there's a train and it's somehow scary but funny at the same time and then she takes him out of the train tracks and then they end up in the hospital and because she is Lucy she is like oh I was supposed to marry him and she says it out loud and then somebody thinks she's engaged to this man she has never spoken to and thus the movie begins it is a very nice setup I, I think it's very simple, but you can't do it nowadays. I think there would be too much hassle, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's just... Then the family comes in, and there's just a lot to unpack. Uh, and in, <laughs> some things happen, and eventually she's like, yeah, I'm the fiancé, basically. And she's part of the family. The dude is sleeping. The brother ends up being super nice. They hang out, then the brother gets super suspicious, then there's a lot of going back and forth and back and forth, there's a lot of things happening, uh, and then the movie ends. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, it's very quiet, it's so weird to talk. I, 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 I understand now what's happening. <laughs> I was I was riveted by your uh, your description of the movie. <laughs> well, I don't want to give everything away. It's impossible to describe this. It, it is. It, I know. <laughs> there's there's a lot of character driven story arcs. There's mm -hmm. Lucy, who, in terms of character development, is a very lovely person, and she gets into the situation. And instead of telling them, oh, I'm not the fiancé, she kind of, like, cares right away. Plus, I feel like she feels so lonely that she just goes with it. And she's like, oh, it's like I, I get a family for a little while. Um, and it's just good. But then there's also the brother, uh, played by... Bill Pullman. Who plays, yeah, who plays the uh, presidents all the time. Yeah. Independent <laughs> Yes. So, uh, and he's very nice because you you get to know him, but there's always like this unknown, like oh my god, but the other one is sleeping, like maybe he's nice and stuff, and then he wakes up, and it's horrible, mm -hmm. like he's not a good person. Mm -hmm. But it's also that she's I don't know what's happening. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of things in while you were sleeping. Um, I've seen it so many times that I think <laughs> I have a hard time describing it because mm -hmm. I have so much emotion tied to it. I, I feel like there's like, I watched it again and I was like, oh my God, I love this scene. I love that scene. I love this moment when they walk, uh, when his truck gets stuck between the two cars and they have to walk back and they talk and then they have to cross mm -hmm. the little icy path. I love that. I love that. <laughs> this is so cute and so sweet and so adorable. And nowadays, you have the kind of humor that doesn't really work like that. You wouldn't have like these cute moments, I feel like. I don't know what's happening with movies these days, especially romance ones. But yeah, it's yeah. very, very cozy. The leaning thing. Oh, the leaning thing. <laughs> the misunderstanding about her pregnancy it, this movie has a lot of things but it's never too confusing or complicated despite of yeah. having a lot of like there's another fiance then there's a cat then there's like a story about having one ball it's just it's a lot <laughs> to unpack 
<laughs> yeah. And if you haven't seen it, my description will not make it easier for you to understand it. Nope. I'm sorry. Uh, I just get very, very carried away when I talk about this movie because it's 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 my probably one of my all time favorite romance movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I watched. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I watched it twice this year apparently in like less than two months in less than two months <laughs> yeah i think if one thing all these movies uh prove and it's it's almost like shocking when you haven't seen this kind of film in a while is that yes there can be like well-written uh romance comedies um it just it seems like unbelievable uh today like because there's so many bad ones that you, it's almost shocking when you see a movie it's like wow this was so like well written it's it's so uh interesting it's clever it it's cute still but it's still clever you know it's not super cliched it's yeah. it's even well acted like yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. shocking i i really <laughs> think it's a patriarchal thing though i think people just made it into like a whole like oh like i mean i was looking for something for like some romance movie thing recently and it was like romance movies that even men like <laughs> oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, you know, it, oh, I really God. think it was like, I think that had some, a part to play. Maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking. I, I had, I had, I wanted to say something. You're thinking about the demise of comedy. <laughs> comedy is the I was too. I was like, I was actually thinking, um, I watched it the, the, not like this week, but I watched it previously when I watched it. I did like a double feature and mm-hmm. I did, I watched this. And then I watched the, the proposal, yeah, with Ryan Reynolds, yeah. and I was just thinking that is also a very well written movie about a fake relationship. Yeah. And I, I, I think they can write these smart movies these days, but I think the audience has shifted from uh, movies to television so much that one romance story does not fit into an hour or 30 minutes or two hours anymore in that sense that we want so much more i guess yeah no i think it's i i mean they must have like studied the market because this is so like money oriented that of course if they're not making these movies it's because they think they won't make any money because it's not what the audiences want to see like when like as you were saying like also like the formula thing right yeah they just started making a lot of things no but i feel like they started making a lot of superhero movies because superhero movies uh are appealing to both men and women so romance movies are very female driven but but also they made 50 shades of gray that is a romance movie isn't it no it's not (laughs) that's not a romance that, I also think it's the as you know, it might be like the actor thing. Like there weren't, you know, that many. Like yeah, people like Emma Stone and stuff were like, I mean the the I, you know, I don't completely hate her now, but I used to like blame Catherine Heigl for the death of Tom Cruise. Like, uh, yeah, she made a lot of bad ones. Yeah, so like you know, like it was, and she didn't. Ha- she's not that bad. I, Watch no, knocked no. up this year, so no, 20, 27 dresses is very lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it, lovely, it's not exactly good, you know, but it's not that bad. <laughs> so, I think it's also maybe that like the, the rom com, the stars sort of went away. Yeah, also, um, the movies just they, they, they became lazy, you know, and yeah. I you're, you're hitting something there because I think. Uh, maybe around 2010, I don't know, time's weird, but uh, yeah. some time ago, rom-coms kind of became associated with bad movies because yeah. increasingly there was just a number of rom-coms that aired in the cinemas, that came to cinemas. Yeah. They were just so increasingly bad. like, mm. And I just think they got a bad rap and so maybe it wasn't, you know, it's not a guaranteed success anymore. I don't know. And don't even know. despite of this, Hallmark still makes a lot of them. And because they're cheap. They're cheap. Just throwing They're basically all the same film. 
Yeah, but but yeah, I I I have to think that it's probably because there aren't stars that are so appealing because I feel like there's so much coming on. Like we have like Netflix stars, HBO stars, we have Hallmark stars. Like every actor has found like a place and there's not mm. this universal Sandra Bullock who's like in cute movies, but there's like five not lesser Sandra Bullocks, but there's like five different versions of Sandra all over the place in different networks and places. But yeah, it doesn't I feel. Also, like I also feel like I don't know. This is I'm theorizing. Do you think like something like Sex and the City did something to shift the public perception of rom-coms? Yeah, uh, when when it became that trend of like the real yeah love, right? What is Real dating, this case, yeah. not real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's become like too, too real. Yeah, I think it's it's you know it's trends. It might come back. You know, I think so. when you've seen even like in animation films, now you see those wholesome coming back. You know, where there was Frozen, and then there was um, the Mind thing. Oh, inside Out. Part. Yeah, Inside Out. Like those are movies. <laughs> That I'm sorry, <laughs> and uh, this year I think there's Soul. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's not out here, um, but you know that's also like kind of a trend that's coming back. You know, like they're, I don't know. I feel like it's a cycle. It might be a cycle. So maybe we'll see more cute again yeah. in romance. Yeah, like when yeah. people. But it doesn't. It doesn't again. help that they're moving, making romance movies like Fifty Shades and Three Hundred and Sixty Five Days. Like it doesn't that's help. inconsequential, I think. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's just shock value. That's not. A, that wasn't even a trend. It's just two movies that everyone loved to hate. Yeah, I. Uh, so my while you were sleeping story, mm-hmm. I did. I will. I think I'm gonna rewatch that too because I haven't seen mm-hmm. it in a long time. But basically, there's a Bollywood remake of it, which is what I originally saw. And it's obviously, so it's gender reverse. It's the guy, it's a guy, and it's oh. like a girl who is on a coma, and it's her best friend, not his sister, her best friend. And obviously, like Bollywood does so much extra. So it's her, but it's like her best friend who's like, the girl who was in the coma is a rich girl, but the best friend is like, uh, like a like a like some like a driver or someone's daughter being best friends. So there's like this whole like class thing, and like you mm-hmm. know like it can't just be like a simple thing. Um and yeah, and then I watched like while you were sleeping, whatever, however many years later, and I was like, I've seen this, film. <laughs> but <laughs> but it was I I mean it's it's. I like I like this so much more, and I think like my idea of Sandra Bullock was like originally Speed, so I never mm-hmm. seen her in like a rom com situation, so I really enjoyed that. Oh. Like she was so like, sweet, you know, because in my my head she was this action star. Um, uh, she, she yeah, she was both. In a yeah, way. yeah, yeah. So I had really, really, I also had really loved it, and I liked how like much simpler and sweeter it was than the Bollywood remake. Um it has a lot of good songs to be fair. Uh mm-hmm. but yeah that was like my thing. But I think I'm gonna rewatch it. This is the one I really do want to watch like I I feel like I feel like I will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I will probably yeah. rewatch it next year. Um yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have like a. I used to. Last year I didn't do it, but I have like a Valentine's Day, like definite few movies that I have to watch. Yeah. 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 Christmas is not really a romance thing. Christmas I watch like. I mean, as a kid I used to watch Jingle All the Way and Home Alone, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. But I I think I'll watch while you watch it. Maybe. I feel like there's a lot of romance happening in Christmas. People feel like yeah. they want to be alone and there feels like a rush. But I've, I've been like trying to hold on to my childhood for too long. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Christmas-wise, um, Christmas movie-wise, uh, there's a lamb episode somewhere out there in the world. Uh, it's one of my plugs uh, because uh, we talked about holiday, Christmas, uh, favorite type things. And there was a lot of singing in that episode, which you should check out. So, singing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Anta visited us. Uh, a French person visited us. It was a very crazy episode. I was part of it. So that's why I know. Um, so I didn't even say this, but that's it for our uh, main discussion today. Uh, <laughs> does anyone have any plugs besides me? Yeah. All right. Okay. Nick, what's your plug? Okay. Uh, I have that couple of plugs. Uh, one just today, this really fun article came out on L.com. Wait, what is it called? I think it's called The Journalist and the Farmer Bro. Um, You guys, it, you should read it. It's so fun. It's about this journalist who fell in love with Martin Scarelli. If you guys know who he is, he's that guy who had like um increased the price of he was in news like a few years ago he had increased the price of some drugs by like five thousand percent and then he had like bought like a wu-tang clan album for two million dollars and basically everyone hated him and it's the story about this journalist chick who fell in love with him and it's super entertaining um <laughs> and it's really fun and the other one is uh, a Makara Tewers video. Uh, I had talked about Makara Tewers many, 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 many episodes ago. Uh, but she came out with her, I'm guessing now it's going to be an annual thing because she did one last year as well. But her Hollywood Barbie, she basically made the Hollywood, uh, sorry, the holiday Barbie dress. And like... Mm-hmm. I love Makara Tewers. She's just very, like, she's very zany. She's very weird, but she's also really wholesome. And, like, the dress, like, the the ending bit of the dress just gave me so much joy. Oh, and I have one more. It's the song Glittery by Katie Musgraves and Troy uh, <laughs> Savard. I'm just in, like, those are the things that kept putting me in, like, a holiday mood minus the really, like, scandalous articles. But those two things just have made me, like, so, like, feels so Christmassy, even though I just have a tiny um, Okay. Yeah, those things. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so my plugs, I mentioned it previously. One of them is the Vulture Nancy Myers Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, look it, look it up. It's really fun, uh, especially for those who love Nancy Myers movies. It's just a, it's just a good, good read, and. My second plug is my torture, uh, which is the 24 days of bad Christmas movies called (laughs) Bad Christmas Advent Calendar, where I watched 24 bad Christmas movies. Out of this moment, as of this today, I'm behind, which means I have to watch a lot of them in one sitting. I did not know this was going to be so hard. I thought, one movie a day, that's fine. After one movie, like, after, like, five days of continuously watching one one movie, I needed a rest, so I took, like, four days off and, <laughs> and watched none and then fell behind a lot. Um, <laughs> and, um, everybody keeps asking me why, do, why did I decide to do this? Um, the answer is I don't know, so please stop asking. Um... <laughs> but once again uh, my name is Getter and I blog at metalray.com and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Letterboxd under metalray I'm Sofia, I blog at Returning Videotapes from Portugal and you can find me on Instagram or Twitter under Returning Videotapes My name is Nick and you can find me on Twitter at Nicholas underscore Z I have a blog. <laughs> so all our episodes are feed, free to download and listen to on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Across the Universe Podcast. You can also find them on our blog, Across the Universe Podcast.wordpress.com, and follow us on Facebook under Facebook.com/slash Across the Universe Podcast. <laughs> Feel free to share your own 
uh, holiday-ish, Christmas, merry, romancy movies, especially from the 90s and the beginning of the OO, because we love those. On any of these platforms, we'd love to hear what you have to say. And if you have any um, charming actresses and actors that we should look up, recommend them as well. Uh, you can also send any suggestions to our email across the universe podcast at gmail.com. We have not received a lot of emails. Please send us some. New episodes go up every other Tuesday, so t- stay tuned for our next episode where we'll try to wrap our 2020 and rank and do stuff. Basically, just close off this year. Until then, bye! Bye. Bye. Well, recording. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Could, couldn't even make the beginning smooth. All right. And slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my open mind, possessing.